It's your week, your sports, the new Clarksville Now podcast. I'm John Glass, along with Jeff Matthews and Christian Brown. All right, your week, your sports, John Glass, Jeff Matthews, Christian Brown, back at it. Another week in the studio. A lot of stuff to talk about. We got high school action. We got Tennessee, Austin P, and then the NFL, which we have Oh, so many opinions on week one. Boys, how are we doing? Doing pretty good. Very excited. Very happy with uh, this past weekend as far oh, as fantasy football here. goes. As Also, as a Cowboys fan goes and also as a Braves fan goes, it was just, I would say, a great weekend. I've had a terrible week. <laughs> I went 0-4 in each of my fantasy leagues. Oh, man. Which, I lost one league by .4. I showed Jeff that. Ugh. I was heartbroken. Then the Steelers got their butt whooped yep. by the 49ers. But honestly, I'm not. I'm going to take that with a grain of salt because 49ers are the most complete team possibly in the NFL. They are. Uh, especially with the addition of Brock Hurdy, Purdy back in action. So, uh I'm not going to look into that too much. There's some positives from that, and we'll touch on that a little bit more. But yeah, it's overall just a little rough first week. Um, I mean, fantasy, like, look, with Kelsey being out, I, I knew, there was a very good chance that I was not going to beat uh, our coworker Kyle King uh, in week one of fantasy. So I w- I'm not too – this does not look like a face that is frazzled uh, about fantasy football. It right. is a face, though, at whoever is frazzled about uh, my – my gambling uh, as of recently. Uh, his gambling habits have not paid not, off. Not, no, I mean, it's just, well, I've been on a cold streak. Christian knows about this. Jeff knows. It's been about since. for a year. No, no, no. no. We are trying to, it, it, the comeback is real. Yeah, uh, in John's famous text, he goes, I'm one win away from big. One win away from big. Uh, or getting back on. And uh, <laughs> hey, look, we, we are trying to make money for bills. We are trying to make money to feed the families. Uh, gotta do what you gotta do. Stuff. Basic basic necessities. That's what we are in 2023. And we've just been losing money at this point. And that's fine, too. It's fine. You know what? It's all about the opportunity. Part of it. It's all about the opportunity. But uh, without further ado, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. So let's get right into it. High school football player of the week. uh, Clarksville Highs, James. How do you say that, Christian? Dal Ripple. Dal Ripple. Dal Ripple. Want to make sure we pronounce that correctly. Yes, Yes, sir. Uh, Get on into it because this is. Pretty crazy, uh, pretty crazy stats on 10 carries. Yeah, you know, and the thing about Clarksville High, they have a stacked backfield. And uh, looking at James' stats uh, during week three of the high school football season, he had 10 carries for 129 yards, averaged 12 yards per carry, around rather, then also two touchdowns, a two-point conversion. Then he also mixed in a passing touchdown on the night. So he just kind of did everything for CHS. Um He's been a huge component of why they're off to a 4-0 and start. And yeah. one reason, they're averaging around 46 points a game through three games, and that, that was a number from last week. So in addition, their win against Hopkinsville as well from last week, uh, averaging 40 points per game. We, talk, we really hyped up Kirkwood, but when you look at CHS, they're definitely the team to beat still because if you look at their opponent's points allowed, uh, per game, it's I believe it's actually less than it's, it's in single digits. Oh wow, which is unbelievable. Yeah, through four games. You know, I got to see uh, Clarksville High when they played against uh, Springfield for their Hall of Fame game, and I tell you what, watching Dal Ripple play was incredible. Super fast kid, and he is 
high in those uh, that football IQ. He knows a lot what's going on on that field, and he is so good at being able to be a leader for Clarksville High. That's awesome. I'm, I'm sure that's one reason he's used in so many different capacities, yeah. too. And that's the thing about it, man. Uh, it's just CHS is off to a great start, and I think they'll just pick up on that. I mean, yeah, Christian, you were talking about it. The points, uh, points four versus points allowed, 181 to 21. Oh, my there's been three. There's been three touchdowns that have been scored against Clarksville High, like if you wanted in points total. Uh, three touchdowns with an extra point scored against the Wildcats. Gosh. They've scored 181 points through four games. And get this, too. Three of those games are on the road. Wow. They're three and oh on the road, one and oh at home, uh one and oh in the district right now. They're all third in the district, but just because they have not played uh a lot of district play. Um yeah, that district play is heating up a little bit. You got Rossview, yeah, Kirkwood, Dixon yep. County, and Clarksville. Uh the only two undefeated teams overall are Kirkwood and Clarksville. Uh the undefeated district teams, Rossview, Kirkwood, Dixon County, and Clarksville with my Hawks leading the way in the district right now, tied hey, but, with Kirkwood. But Kirkwood's gonna Kirkwood and Dixon's gonna decide a loss this weekend, and that's gonna be an oh, interesting wow. matchup. That should be crazy, actually. That'll be a fun one to watch. I, I wonder how that game's gonna play out too. I'm I'm really I'm curious. super excited to see how that one turns out. I'm gonna be at the Northeast and Rossview game, mm-hmm. so I get to see the Hawks play, and I'm kind of stoked for that one too. Northeast kind of I think getting a little slow start on the season. I think there's just high expectations for them still as we go into, what, now week five? Yeah. And, you know, the crazy thing I didn't even realize for Northeast, they lost their starting running back who moved out of Clarksville, uh, Cameron Athey, one of the premier ball carriers last season for the Eagles and the county in general. So that's a huge loss. So they they had to make up for that production in so many different areas. And I think you're seeing, you know, that slow start's kind of a part of that. Not taking away to their current roster, but you have to adapt and adjust uh, with those kind of moves. So uh, that that's tough to see for Northeast, but uh, I have a lot of faith in Sam Lipsy. I have a lot of faith in all these county coaches yeah. after speaking with them and, you know, how passionate they are about their team and their roster makeup as well. Well, and, you know, uh, I think the Hawks, what they're doing right now, they're really showing improvement throughout the season. They had those first two games, uh, both losses against Wilson Central, which was a tough game, which was very close, 24-20. Uh, got beat by Logan County, a Kentucky team, and then they had two shutouts in a row, 10 nothing versus West Creek, and then just dominated Northwest 52 to nothing. So going into this game, it is going to be a very fun matchup between district rivals uh, right down the road from each other. Uh, you can catch all that coverage on ESPN Clarksville. Jeff Matthews is going to be out there. I think pregame starts at 6.30. is when we, uh, we're going to kick off the broadcast. 7 o'clock, we should have kickoff. Yeah, 6.45, 7 o'clock kickoff, 104.1 FM and 5.40 AM ESPN Clarksville. Uh, it should be a good one. I kind of want to catch some of those. Maybe do a little dual action. What's that website that uh, you can watch? High, like you have to pay a subscription. You can watch high school football. Uh, NFHS. Yeah, NFHS. Like I'm. I don't know if I've ever heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of schools are now getting it. You can actually uh, watch football games for some of these high schools. I don't know which schools have it. Uh, I would assume Clarksville High has it. At this point, like, try to get somebody out there because they just, I think they get like, well, they also have robotic cameras now. Right? Maybe just, so maybe here's the thing. Maybe if you got NFHS, uh, maybe. Turn the uh, audio broadcast on 104.1 FM. Yep, there you and go. And watch your favorite high school team on there. And here's something to look out for as well. Uh, interview with 
Ross Hughes' own head coach, Coach Hood, uh, about everything that's kind of their off season and also uh, just their play throughout this uh, 2023 season as well. So just watch out for that on ClarksvilleNow.com. For sure, for sure. A lot of good stuff going on over at ClarksvilleNow.com. Don't forget this weekend or Friday, kicking off the weekend, uh, high school football game of the week, Northeast versus Rossview. Jeff Matthews on the call, so join us then. A lot of fun stuff happening. Uh, let's move on to Austin P. Big game this weekend. Uh, I got. I got to say, yeah. can you admit that I called it with the slow start? So you said slow start to what? To this game or to the Tennessee slow start against Austin P? Or just Austin P? Yeah. Not in general. No, okay. no, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you did. Um, and I, I didn't expect it to be that slow of a start, uh, especially for Joe Milton. I know we talked about it uh, off, off the. Right off the air, yeah. But he was one for eight to start the uh, the game against the Govs. So let's preface this game before we get into this long winded discussion. Uh, <laughs> we don't. I mean, we're not take gonna, a deep breath, John. Yeah, let's take a deep breath. <sighs> okay. Um, I held. Mine. So going. So going into this game, y'all know my affiliations. I'm a diehard Tennessee Vols fan. I have been since I was a little kid. What? Uh, who knew? Who knew? Right? Yeah. Um. Went to school there for a couple of years. I also went to school at Austin P. Have a degree from Austin P. So I like rooting for both teams. I want to see Austin P. do good. I want to see the Vols win every single game for the rest of my life. So this may have been like best of both worlds kind of finish um, for the game. It was. I knew that going into it, I think I was not going to be happy uh, because I, I thought. Uh, did you think it was going to be a blowout? I know last week we kind of spoke on that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I thought it, I thought it was going to be a blowout. There's always that shot, whether it be looking ahead to next week against Florida, which is this week, um, or just coming out slow like they have, or some of the problems that they do have just being exacerbated uh, through this game. Uh, and yeah, it was it was an issue. There's a lot of things that we can get in, but. Going into this game, watching it, it was not. I knew I was not going to be happy rooting interest regardless because uh, I I scream at TVs, I yell at hey, referees. We, all passionate sports yeah. fans do. It's true. And I with am, some choice words in between. Phrases. I am heavily, heavily invested in Tennessee. I, I'm invested in Austin P too. They are separate. They're separate FCS, FBS. Yeah. So it makes it very easy. Now when they play each other too. I do out of pick because like kind of like okay, what am I rooting for? Who am I rooting for? So how I went into it was like okay, what I want to see from this game is I want to see Austin P come in there, play a very good, hard game, have some good schemes, uh, make some good plays, uh, give Tennessee a good look, like have a a good play, and then I also want to see Tennessee be able to do the things that they need to do, uh, show their offense. Get stuff done. Be and then everybody gets out of there with no injuries, no bad feelings, all the good stuff. Did not quite turn out. Uh, there were no. there were things. I wound up getting very mad at things. Well, we can we can touch on that just a little bit okay. if we want to. Uh, but final score. Let's just get into that real okay. quick first. Starting off, thirty to thirteen. Austin P uh, versus Tennessee. He break that down into the first half. It was at the half. It was uh, thirteen to six Tennessee, um, and, and then they really separated themselves at the back end of that second quarter. Yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Austin P. They had that, that was a big difference. They had that breakaway touchdown on the cornerback uh, uh, that fell down. Um, but 
no, Austin P came in ready to play. Uh, they came in hard nosed. Uh, he had a good, he had some good scheme gadget plays. He had some, he had a plan. Scotty had a plan coming in and he knew what he was going to try to work with. And he did. Yep. And uh, it was gutsy to, it was gutsy to be willing to use that many timeouts that quickly. Okay, so do you want to get into that? That's an interesting point that I kind of would love to talk about. It's Scott, well, I mean, Scott, he, he does that typically, though, right? What I didn't like, not necessarily. I don't know if I would call it he's like not that. A save, he's not a savior timeout. Especially in that first half, probably, well, right? He's going he to, I think he ran out of timeouts before the fourth quarter, too. Oh, really? Yeah, he yeah, did. Okay. Yeah, early. in the like, I think it was the third. And it was like midway through the third. And the announcers brought it up, and they were kind of... They were very critical of Scotty Walden doing it. And here's my thought process process on it. The only reason why Austin P was in the game for as long as they were, and honestly, they were in the game for a while um, for a chance at it. Um, I don't care. I mean, look, whether you like it or not, that game was a lot closer than what you would have liked it to be. And Tennessee. Sure really scored most of their points in the back half. And this is where I want to be this is where I want to be careful too because like I don't want to take anything away from what Austin P did cuz it was mm-hmm. let, let's say this too. Like you We're can't talk- be like you can't look at me and tell me that Austin P also didn't almost score a touchdown late in that game that would have yeah. made the score 20 to 30. Could have should have would have always, right? But I mean, you could say <laughs> no, that no. but you also had to understand Austin P was in that position. Sure. They yeah. like it was. I know they didn't score is the score. That's whatever. And I think the thing is, is we're walking in this with the understanding of we all expected Tennessee to win this game. Yeah. Like, let's just go ahead and we'll just say it. We all expected Tennessee to win this game. The fact that Austin P was in it for as long as they did Held has home. to be highlighted because Tennessee was struggling. Yeah. And it's so not like that's the and counterbalance. At, and at one point, Tennessee was not uh, not really sure what was going to happen. And they had their starters in. That's where that's where the see that's where the counter that's where the counterbalance is. It's like I, I want to I don't want to take anything away from what the Govs did in this game. Right. With that being said, too, I think we also have to look at it and say that this is probably one of the worst Tennessee games played in the last four years. That's a very true statement, and we're gonna. I think we're gonna ha- also yeah. have a very similar conversation in the NFL world uh, right. coming up here in a little bit. Yeah. But you're not wrong. Tennessee played horribly. They looked. Like an FCS yeah. team. And Outside P, of their rushing attack, I well, want to point yeah, that and, out. And Austin P played very good. Uh, like for, an FBS team that yes. they may be down the well, road. What what Scotty was trying to do, like his game plan, what he was trying to do. It, he, well, he did that on purpose. He knew that Tennessee was going to try to, I mean, as soon as Tennessee gets that momentum, they are too powerful to slow down. With no timeouts taken, you have to, and he knew that. Well, he—that's yeah. where he used his timeouts a lot too. He exactly, used them on defense, and you kinda, defensive you looks. Have to, and that's what extended his—that's what extended the governor's um, ability to, to be able to stay in this game. Now, if if you had four timeouts each half instead of three, I think Austin P does score that other touchdown. I think Austin P definitely has another opportunity to put possibly another field goal up making it a little bit less than that. Now that's going on to say that Tennessee may not score another touchdown, but still my point being, he knew what those timeouts were worth and he went in there and he gave the Austin P governors a shot. Yes. And it was the best shot that I think any FCS team has had against Tennessee in the past 25 years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this at any point in that game. Did you think that Austin P was going to possibly win? Yes. Yes. The first half. Look, going in, going into the second, no, going no, no. into the third Joe Milton quarter, was one for eight. I was like, okay, well, this is actually concerning. 
like I'll say this: Kentucky football yeah, has had their fair of yeah, slow starts. For anybody listening to, I, I, I can't stress this enough. This is not me trying to like attack Austin P or anything they did at all. I'm just very frustrated with my volunteers yeah. going in into and, the third. It was ten to third, or it was ten to six. Or, I'm sorry, thirteen to six. I wasn't. I went like that's a touchdown. Is that right? Because I thought it was twenty to six yep. going into halftime. Going no, into halftime, it was, 13, halftime, it was, was it 13, six. 13, thirteen to six. Okay. And then coming in to half, the biggest thing is this is another huge thing. One of the timeouts. Two, if Austin P found a way to get the ball back at the beginning of the third quarter. I think this yeah, is no, also a very different they, game. They were, Tennessee is Tennessee. They're going to score points. Yeah, that's they immediately where, that's went down the I'm field after at. getting the ball back and put points on the board, and that's what slowed the governors so, down. They go down the field. They can only get a, a field goal. Or I'm sorry. They didn't get anything on that run. That's, that's why Tennessee I'm, goes back. Austin P. hold them to a field goal. That's insane, too. Let's be yeah. honest here. That's strong defense by Austin P. Yeah. And then that's when uh, a lot of uh, – another Tennessee touchdown happened in the fourth. That, that's where I'm at. I'm not saying that Austin P had zero chance to win that game or anything like that. The way that Tennessee was playing and the way that Austin P was playing gave him a chance, gave him a chance. Absolutely. 100% believe that this is not fun for me right now at all talking because it's like, I'm trying to root for both sides and say that. And the cool thing about being not Tennessee fans for us is <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is we get to be like, Scotty, oh, no. or, this is and, amazing. Like we get to look at all the glory. Any of the Austin, Austin P fans, Scotty, anybody mm-hmm. listening? Like, yeah, Austin P. I was very happy with what Austin P. was able to accomplish uh, with their offense and uh, some of the defensive stops they had too. Um, there was no. We'll get to that at the end. Uh, what I was frustrated with. Just go ahead and no, say no, it, John. No. We'll, we'll get John. No, no, no. I th- I th- hold on. I think that that will be better once we got to get all through right. Tennessee stuff. All right, all right. So. Joe Milton and that offense and those receivers, he was what? One? It was one for nine. He got out quarterback. He was one for nine. Three. Yeah, DeLillo, DeLillo was 100% the more accurate quarterback than that. I can admit that 100%. All and, and you know, the thing is, DeLillo was the only offensive presence, really, for the Govs, and that that's, stands out on the stat sheet. And that, I mean, they don't, well, they're rushing attack, man. Their rushing attack we, wasn't we great. But if you look at, I know. But if you look at the receiving lines, they're not. All it's spread out. I mean, it's all so spread out. It is spread very out. spread out. But that's, I mean, that's, to me, that's just useful knowledge by oh, Austin P. definitely. Like, you got to spread the ball out against an opponent like that. Rusher. Yeah. Yeah, which 21 rushes only for 36 yards is kind of concerning. Yep. But, you know, again, we have players on the Tennessee side who can run four, five, four, four, six. So we, we they're highly competitive Fast players, they play fast. Hey, big shout out to Trey Shackle for getting seven receptions. Oh, and, well, I was about to say Trey Goodman as well because yeah, he got three, three for seventy. Yeah, I mean if he he's able, huge plays, yeah, if he's able to extend the field and fill that void, yeah, you know, I think he's going to have a big rest of the year. I think the game, and you know, I think the game against Southern Illinois last week in Week One for Austin P was definitely a wake up call. But on, on top of that. I think if you go if you go to if you go to Neyland and you put a performance like this, I don't like using the word a fluke because you went and played it. Yeah, I mean you did it, so yeah. you have to at least own it. Um, but man, I guess maybe that could. I'm hoping the Southern Illinois look was just a off day, off day, like sure uh, unpreparedness or and something like that. That's something that happened in, even in the NFL. Yeah, for sure. At the highest level of football, but um, I got a question for John. Yes, yeah, let's let's get it. We talked about this a little bit. I just want to get it on air too. Do you feel like 
as a, a fifth year quarterback, I think he's six, oh, fifth, six, six, fifth or six. Do you feel like he's really more of a raw talent than you hoped for going into the season? Because so I knew I, you were really high on him. I so, know you still are. So I've got very many, many, very, very many, uh, <laughs> many. I have many opinions on uh, Joe Milton right now. He's it's the play that I've seen through the last three games scares me. Should it absolutely one hundred percent scares me uh, because the. A lot. I've listened to a lot of shows, and a lot of people have the same thing. At this point in your career, there is not much development that you are going to be having left. Um, you are what you are, I feel like. Uh, now, that doesn't mean that you cannot have good games and off games and be consistent with your stuff. Yeah. Uh, but to say, like, okay, Jordan Joe Milton needs to develop into a better quarterback, I don't think that's the correct term that we need to use. I think that means he needs to... You be the quarterback that we think he can be. With that being said, too, there his accuracy is off. He was he was overthrowing stuff a couple of years ago. Now we got stuff going behind stuff that these wide receivers should catch too. So like, yeah. I mean, yeah, just to bring it just to bring it back to Austin P. Too, like we already talked about that. Uh, I mean, his saving grace for this game this past one against Austin P. was his rushing team. Right. I mean, you, you have Jalen Wright going for 13 carries, 118. Jabari Small going 13 for 95. I mean, Incredible, Dylan, say, Dylan Sampson didn't even Dylan Sampson didn't even really get involved, and he scored four touchdowns yeah. in the previous game. Too. I mean, really, their rushing team saved them headlines the on SEC Network. So yeah. that's I think that that up tempo rushing that ten, Tennessee has is going to be vital. Which the dagger to the throat that is going to be Tennessee's weapon is if Joe Milton can start using that long ball and start using the other stuff. And that's one of the other things about Joe Milton too. I think the accuracy, uh, I think the accuracy can very well get tamed back down to earth once he gets a little bit more confidence too, because we're not, one of the arguments made too is that Tennessee has not really opened the playbook. And I don't know, I don't know how, I don't think that's an excuse because if you're running basic vanilla plays and you're still having issues with your consistency on that, then that's a problem whether you open up the playbook or not. Yeah. But Tennessee starts really using that run game, that up-tempo, and then they're being they're throwing balls downfield. Like Play-action deep balls. Play-action yeah. deep balls, getting that bubble screen involved on first down, trying to get some of that stuff going. I liked them using Squirrel White. He looked really clean out there. He only had four K or four receptions for thirty yards, but those thirty yards he seemed pretty fast on. He seemed that he was in pretty good position. He looked clean. Yeah. So Squirrel White is one of those that fourth receiver that may be swapping in and out with Ramel Keaton or uh, Deontay Thornton. Um, Squirrel was the replacement. Is basically the replacement for Jalen Hyatt. He's a slant guy, but like if he he's so he's so fast, yeah, that he can get versatile. Down downfield now uh tennessee's just got to get together at the end of the day they got a quarterback play is king uh, their defense has been a lot better their secondary is still not to the point to where they want it to be that has been a problem for the longest time with Jalen mccullough uh just a lot of different issues but that defensive front is good even with their uh their starting uh linebacker missing uh they had another freshman in there uh but you know, Aaron Beasley, uh, James Pierce Jr., and uh, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff that Tennessee is doing on defense, being able to get to the quarterback, being able to, um, you know, affect games and keep them in games at this point. And that offensive line is good, and we don't even have Cooper Mays back yet. 
Cooper Mays should be down there in the swamp this week. We'll see how they react. Um, you know, these first two games, I'm hoping that they were just fluky, bad performances. They weren't as focused, but we'll see how that we'll see how that turns out. And it's going to be interesting against a Florida defense who's always solid. That's the thing about it too. I, they stink I, right now, but here's yeah. the thing: and I don't, I just don't yeah. believe in Billy Napier. Tennessee has not won, Tennessee yeah. has not won down in the swamp since I think uh, in 20 years since 2004. Yeah. That sounds like Kentucky a couple of years ago. They have not won down in Florida. Uh, Here's the, just recently they beat Florida at Tennessee, or that was a few years ago. But I mean, still, yeah, no, Tennessee's won the last couple, but it doesn't matter how bad uh, Tennessee well, fans will tell you this all the time. It does not matter how bad Florida is, what they look like, who's coaching them. If they have Joe Schmo Mo from on the street playing their quarterback, the Florida Gators are going to show up to play the Tennessee volunteers. They're especially in play the swamp. The, they are literally going to play their best game of the year against Tennessee. It just, it always happens. It does not matter. So Tennessee is going to have to get that together. I think that they show up. They had a players only meeting after the Austin P game. Um, but this game, though, we can kind of wrap it up a little bit. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> Players we, only meeting. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We got to have a talk. We, we can no, We can wrap it up. I was happy with what I saw from Austin P. Kudos. Let's give a clap up for Scotty Walden. And the Cubs. Came in prepared. My man, came Scotty in, Walden, was sweating on the sideline over there. Came in prepared. Uh, had a great offensive game plan, in my opinion. And we can... We can say what kind of fr- uh, again. Keep I, it on air, off air. I don't it, know. It just comes down to the rushing. Oh, like, no, I was I was talking about what I was. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, you can touch on this, that too. But again, they just have to find their identity as a rushing yeah. unit. Like they have to. Yeah. So the only thing, and I was I, I, I was hot yesterday about Christian on this. What I wanted coming into this game was a hard played game. Both teams to show really good offenses, give each other good looks, yep. and stuff like that. What And one thing that I, I think I even told you this on Friday, what I did not want for anything is people getting injured and people potentially causing injuries. Now, there are two plays that I am not happy with as a Tennessee fan Yeah, uh, for Austin P. Uh, I don't know if I want to call, call it the name no, no. We'll, we'll just, just say also, we'll just say that there, was a, there was a there was a called chop block. Oh no, there were there was there was four four or five called chop blocks. Uh, you had uh, Austin P. Center do a very. This is the one that really got me hot. Was a very dangerous blindside uh, crackback block. And well, do you, if you want me to answer that, he jumped into well, here's the and thing. upended a guy, and then got almost called for targeting too. But it wasn't. Like that's just it's just unnecessary. It's I'm going to say he's two inches higher. Somebody could have really got these yeah. two teams were in a game where I don't think either one of them realized that they were going to have to be playing with so much passion and so hard. And then it ended up being that situation. You can't take cheap shots, though. I wouldn't even. Uh, it, I, uh, here's it's not the like thing. it was I malicious. This, you say you wanted a hard fought game, and I think that that's what we got. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, a jumping, a, launching yourself into a crackback block doesn't. I'm seem not. It. I'm Scott, not. Scotty point, pointed at him and pointed to his head. Too, I'm like, not saying it was a right yeah. thing to do. No. I'm saying those mistakes will happen yeah. when you are focused on playing to the hardest ability you are possibly sure. trying to. That is what no. you are going to get. I don't think we point fingers at the player saying that they're a bad player or a bad no, person no, 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 or no. that they're playing that dirty, is, which is what a lot of Tennessee fans were doing. Yeah. They were not playing not dirty. I'm saying you did. No. All I'm saying is that the Tennessee, or I'm sorry, the Austin P offense, those linemen played 
as hard as they possibly could. Yeah. They made mistakes. They got called for a few. Some of them didn't get called. I'm sure Tennessee probably said some things, did some things that during that little skiffle on the field right there. That was not 100% Austin P. I don't care what anybody says. The one where there were some players getting involved with each other and Scotty uh, Walden and oh, crew had to no, that's football. pull them back. Uh, yeah. I mean, but that, I'm just saying, football. I'm just saying that was the announcers tried to make it sound like it was all Austin P. But if you look at the, it think, was not. So what they were talking about. It's just my point of these guys were playing yeah. hardball. Yeah, no. what, what, what the announcers were talking about too is, and like, again, like, I know people people get but dang dude that's so dangerous you just can't like you you can't launch yourself into a crackback block that's what I, that's all I'm saying that's just very dangerous cuz Scotty would be super pissed if someone did that to his yeah. one of his guys too and uh and you know that was the one I'm really hot I was really hot yeah. on and then the the punt situation where you have two govs players one holding the gunner and then throwing him to the ground, and then another Austin P player coming in and jumping and shoving him right in front of a ref doesn't get called for any sort of holding or unnecessary roughness. Um, this there is the Tennessee of, fan uh, in me coming out. Yeah, that, that, was, that, that was, was unnecessary. That was the play I was talking about. That was completely and unnecessary. That's not... It was, there was a whole lot of grabbing on that one because they said that he spun him around and took him to the ground, and he literally got... play yesterday. He, he literally got in front of him... To not get a block in the black. I mean, we block could, in the back call. Yeah, I mean, we, that's what I saw on the thing. It, it, was he holding jersey? Probably. No, no, but no. But then he watched replay. So was the Tennessee kid. We're talking about two separate plays. I hope. I don't think we are. No, because this, okay. this, this was like, this was the one where there was the huge skiffle. No, no, that wasn't it. This okay. was this was at least uh, Tennessee was punting. Uh, the it was probably like five yards off the ball. Um, Austin, the guy who was covering the gunner for Austin P wraps his arm around him, and then Tennessee's players' hands are just this and that, and then he grabs him, grabs him, and then throws him to the ground. And then another Austin P player comes over there while he's on the pinned on the ground and starts like just getting little shove hits on him on the ground, which is completely unnecessary. I, I mean, just going back to the blindside balk you were talking about, I, I don't think there was any malicious intent. Um, also, you got to think about it. it was uh, only, yeah, I mean, no, I don't. It was think a short was, time ago. That that was allowed in football. And now, they they're trying to protect. Specific, they're trying to protect specific, players yeah. now. But at what the same time, I don't think he. I don't think he, he just kind of did nonchalantly trying to make room for. I, this guy. I, no, I, that's exactly. how I saw. I don't think he. I don't, I don't think Austin Peace Center was like yeah. uh, Chandler Curtin. I don't think Chandler Curtin was being like, "I'm going to go hurt this guy. No. I'm going to do this." Absolutely not. I, for anybody thinking too, because I know this sounds like. I'm taking shots at Austin P right now. I'm not taking shots at Austin. It's P. part of football. It, it's part of football. I'm very. I, I was just very frustrated because that's something that was taken out of the game for good. It's reason. scary. It, it's and it scary. Is, he got completely upended because he got launched into from guys probably 120 pounds heavier than him. Yeah. Uh, and Scotty, I think, pointed that out to him uh, to the guy too. He's like, "Hey," points his head. He's like, "Use your head." Yeah. At the end of the day, too, it's like no one got hurt. All, all's fair in love and war. That's that's whatever. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't think Tennessee's going to be no, 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 wanting no, no, Austin no. P back. <laughs> uh, that, that 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 was one of the uh, big made him sweat a little that bit. That was one. That was one of the big, I guess, comments or gifts from. There's even a couple of, like fr- I don't want to say front office people, but people who do work in that I know who work in uh, in the Tennessee athletics department. They were like, yeah, it's, I don't know if did. This isn't an official statement or anything. They were just like mad, big mad on Twitter, like low level people who work in the athletics office. They're like, yeah, that's probably the last check that Austin Peay's going to get from Tennessee. Well, maybe, maybe not. 
No, what? No matter what, they gave him a competitive game, they and I'm sure very, that's what boils down to. Hey, guess as what? Mad we, at, we played. We played Alabama last year, yeah. so there's other schools that will. As, as, fr- as, frust- sure. as frustrated yeah. as I was about those couple plays, everyone else on the internet, and including Bob Kessling and uh, Brett well, Bertelkamp, who were doing the broadcast, but were they're also biased. To- they're, they don't have the Austin P. Exactly, so if, they are biased. Exactly, yeah. but if Austin, if it was flip flopped, you know Austin P. would be absolutely livid too. And again, it's part of football. I, I, uh, well, I mean, also, there wasn't punches thrown when we're also what, what the third that biggest one, one of the scrimmage you're saying the third biggest scrimmage. university in Tennessee, yeah. right? Austin Who, P. is Austin P. is the third biggest, third biggest. Is it? I don't know. No, it looks something like that. But in Tennessee. But all I'm saying staff? is, like, I mean, as far as football goes. Um, Maybe. I mean, look. But what I'm saying is, it was, it would, it would probably. Sorry, Christian was trying to motion to me for something, and I have no <laughs> idea what he was trying to do. I lost my paper. Um, but um, he. All my point is, is I feel like there will be more Tennessee Austin P games. It might not be for another couple of years or so, but I think it's kind of silly for us to say that, just because Especially after an awesome ball game, we're also two Tennessee schools. I feel like it would look bad right. for Tennessee if they cut off. In no, quotation look, marks that, after a competitive game, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, I feel like yeah. all that comment is is that's that's mad Tennessee fans online. Correct. Yeah. So take that for what it's worth. Um, but they, they were they were just not happy. I'm cool yeah. with it. This is why I didn't want to like I, did, I I knew we had to talk about it. This is why I didn't really want to talk about it because it's like I can't win because I love both schools. I love both teams. But I do. I, I will call out. I'll, I'll call out if Tennessee did something that I didn't think was cool. I'd call out if Austin P did something that I didn't think was cool. Fair is fair, right? Fair is fair. And I knew Scotty was going to bring it to Tennessee when on Tuesday morning I was off on Tuesday morning of this game week, and then Scotty came in. Oh, he no. Scotty was playing music over the intercom at Austin P. I live like five miles from five or five or six miles from Austin P. There is about twenty acres of woods and river in between, and you can hear the Austin P. Stadium from there. That's what I'm talking for about, about two and a half hours, Scotty. At like seven forty-five a.m., I could hear rap music bumping. I would have started working out. Car, I, I was about it, to say, I, I thought it was a car. Field. <laughs> I thought it was a car down the street, and I was like, "Dang, they're really playing that music for a long time." I'm surprised no one's called the cops yet. So I go outside, and I'm like. It's the Austin P Roundup. We're all just supposed to yeah. show up to the stadium. <laughs> so yeah. answering the call, they were banging. Right, they were about it. They were ready for let's it. So go that's pee. let's go P. Let's go P. Let's go Gubs. Well, hey, we can wrap it up with Austin P returning to action on Saturday. Yes, they are opening up for Terrace Stadium. And they're going to take on ETSU, East Tennessee State University. Last time they played, uh, ETSU won that one 20 to 14. Very close game. Austin Pete had a chance to uh, win that one, but uh, unfortunately, ETSU came out on top. If you want to join Brian Reeves, he'll have the call on that one Saturday. What time is that game, John? I already forgot. Is that a, Austin P's game? Is that a six o'clock game? I think I think we'll have, we'll have to double, double check. check that, but, but it's going to be on ESPN Clarksville, one hundred four point one and five forty AM. So make sure you go join Brian Reeves for all the Austin P oh. action. Gosh, that that was not fun. <laughs> That's a tough one. Yeah, yeah see, y'all tough. Aren't, see, y'all aren't Tennessee fans, so it's like I would it's never easy be. for us just to look at the great things for Austin P yep. when you don't like Tennessee. Yep. Ooh, yeah, because like I I get irrationally mad about Tennessee football and irrationally like 
invested in crazy in Tennessee football. Nuts. And Austin P football as well. Yep. But when I can't separate the two and I have to like objectively view both of them at the same time, it's it's fun. So if I was not a, if I was not an Austin P fan, the, the the blunt way to put it is Tennessee got beat out at the quarterback position and in your receiving. Yeah, so in your your rushing and your defense saved you a lot. Yeah, anybody Definitely. listening, please don't come at me. I'm not I'm, <laughs> against I'm not. an FCS team. Like, come at John, S- Scotty, Casey, anybody. I'm just I'm not coming at Austin. <laughs> John, at all. John gets the pink slip tomorrow morning. <laughs> Try. <laughs> uh oh. Um. All right. We'd all get one. It's fine. Three eight years. Like, yeah, they let me do it. Um. Now we move on to national air, John. Okay, this, <laughs> this is the big one. Man. This is where I think we're going to we're, – we're about 30 minutes in right now. I think this is where we're – Already? Probably, yeah. This Man. Is, this is where we're – This is where we're going to spend, about, what, another 45? So there's a lot to talk about. Uh, we can break it down through um, – We can. do you want to do fantasy first or do you want to do fantasy last? We'll do fantasy last. Okay. I figured, right? Yeah. So I guess right. we start off with the biggest news. Uh, we're going to go in reverse order from the weekend. Uh, Monday Night Football, uh, Aaron Rodgers, his debut running out with the American flag on 9-11 Which in was New incredible. York. Incredible Yo. scene. Oh, my gosh. I uh, felt so I, I have cool chills now just talking on the it. Background. It was New York. It, oh, yeah. It, my Jay-Z, goodness. Like, it was dope. Aaron Rodgers gets on there. I think Brees Hall has a big run to start things off. Which great seeing him back in action. Which that looked incredible, yeah. He's and then incredible. Three, three plays season. later, uh, he's not actually. Okay. Which I, I've I was trying to get him ninth all. round. Really? Ninth, yeah, he was taken in the ninth round. No one would want to take him after Dallas. You just never know how people are going to play I have, I have after chance. an ACL injury. Yeah, but it was um, worth. I should have put it on the back burner. Um, so. Speaking of injuries, so yeah, uh, Aaron Rodgers, he... Four plays in. I thought it was three. Maybe, I think it was four. It was four? Four plays in. Okay, so four plays into his uh, $75 million guaranteed, $110 million two-year contract with uh, the New York Jets. The, finally, the Jets have a quarterback. Man, they have a great defense. Weapons. One of the best defenses in the league. He goes on MetLife's turf that has been soaked in rain the day before, tries to turn away from a rush... And you literally see his Achilles tear on camera, like you can see the band pop. It was devastating. I think I think the entire NFL community was devastated, especially Barstool Big Cat was even like, "This isn't fair." Yeah, it was, I mean, so and they, he hates Aaron. I it, mean, like it they breaks your hate. heart for a Rod. I mean, just watching him. I mean, you guys watched it. I mean, yeah. I think a lot of people watched it. It happened, and then I was watching the Manning cast and. You heard, I heard Peyton so... Manning go like, is he limping? And I look at the TV and you see Aaron Rodgers just standing there looking at the sidelines. And when he, he shakes his down. head, no, and he sits down and sits down. I was like, oh, that's not good. That's bad. You, no. Usually if, if, if a quarterback is injured, but not severely injured, they'll walk off. Yeah. They'll just head to the sideline because they're they're trying to get it fixed quickly as possible. He knew something to get right. back in. He looked at that sideline as if he was like, "I'm about to have to motion for them to come it's get me." It's not a pain thing though. Achilles, Achilles no, it's not. Just yeah. uncomfortable. You, you can't walk. It's exactly. like a band like, snapping. You remember in when your uh, body. yeah, it's what Kevin, it is. Like you remember when uh, Ch- uh, Clay and Kevin Garnett, yeah. uh, not Kevin Garnett, uh, Kevin Durant, when they bop theirs, they just go up and then they come back down and then it looks like somebody sniped them from well, the 40th row. And here's the, the thing. So when I was director of football for the, the developmental football league i had to drive a player to the hospital because he was practicing one day did a curl route 
then all of a sudden his Achilles snaps. Ugh. He thought oh, he's so, in practice. Yes, and it, it was so like such an impact on him. He thought someone stepped on his ankle, and oh, he wow. was devastated because of it. And he turned around, ready to yell. No one was within ten yards of him. So it was heartbreaking to see that, and that's just how sensitive Achilles tendons are. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as much especially as, on turf, as much of an athlete as I am, I'm surprised. I, don't <laughs> I, I it was man, it's just hard to think. I think I want to take the because, conversation this way real quick too. Yeah, go for it. I know we talked about this yesterday, and you guys kind of differed from my opinion, but I don't think A Rod goes out like this. And his good friend Pat McAfee even went out and said, "Did he come on yesterday?" Uh, no, but no, Pat, know, Pat know. even said he, I don't, he doesn't think Aaron Rodgers goes out like That's this. What everyone's saying, man, I, it's not. And I was telling John this. I didn't tell you this. I I kind of worded it as it's it could go either way, and I think the NFL fan base is. Okay with either decision, definitely. And that's what He's makes the New York Jets fans aren't. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah <laughs> New York no, Jets front office isn't. Well, and here's what I think the New York Jets feel. From what I can see, it's like I can't believe we went through all of this just for this to happen. They're not necessarily worried as much as he's going to come back or not. They're just like this was supposed to be the year. This was supposed to be the one that we do. And now they don't. So that's, I think, how the yeah. Jets are feeling. And the NFL community, they, Aaron Rodgers, if he decides to come back, it makes complete sense. And I think Pat McAfee brought this up, or one of you guys just said in his name, and it made me think of this. Aaron Rodgers is not married. He has no kids. So a lot of times uh, when players are thinking about retirement, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, the family element comes into play. And that this whole conversation was talked about on the Pat McAfee That's a show. Really not, good point. But it's it was such a strong point that I was like, yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, you're right. Like he doesn't really have much else going on right yeah. now except for maybe some side businesses. He's and a free spirit. He is a free spirit, whatever that means. So, <laughs> um, well, that's, it, it, I think, but I do think that everybody in the NFL community fan base is okay with either decision that it makes because it makes sense either right. way. Yeah. He can come back and be like, yeah, that does make sense. And then he doesn't come back and you're like, well, hey, he had a heck of a career. Hall of Fame right. career. I mean... One of the best ever. And I think I did say this to both of you. He doesn't want to do... He doesn't want to end up like Brett Favre. He watched that firsthand. I mean, somebody he took a spot from and then that guy went on to tarnish his legacy... Well, what he in more ways than one. Even though he well, took both teams to the playoffs just in the Vikings stri- and Jets. Just staying strictly to playing, right. he never got what he was looking for, and he went through three teams to try to do it. I think he took, Vikings he and, took the Vikings and the Jets to the playoffs. And the Eagles. Point he was out. with the Eagles for a moment. Was he with the Eagles? Yeah. yeah. What? But, um, well, I mean, it, you know, I know. what? That's, that's, well, that's part of the reason why. I don't remember that at Exactly. All. Yeah. Was that his last stop? Yes, I believe so. <laughs> I'll get I'll, I'll get into my thoughts here in a second, but I just wanted to point this out too because one of the barstool employees they were doing the live stream with uh, KFC and uh, this guy named Clemmer, and uh, they were they were talking. This was pre-game, and Clemmer, uh, one of the new people at Barstool, he was like, he's like, yeah, I've never been this excited for a Jet season, this and that. He's like, you know, last time I was this excited, he was like, it was coming out of the '98 season in '99. Vinny Testaverde, week one, tears his Achilles. First game. Dude, then he's, I don't think he's the only person that called it. Somebody else yeah. posted something that was very similar to that. Why? And I was like, man. Don't speak it in existence. Yeah. It's tough, man. But, it's, so, it's so devastating for an injury like that. Well, Especially the Jets. Of, they can't Monday, be happy. Monday yeah. night. It, it happened in the, like, I think possibly the, 
the only four, thing it can happen four snaps. It, the only way it could like happen worse is if it happened on somehow the kickoff like yeah. right like how, how was he even out there yeah that's the only way it could have been worse than what it was four plays in and it's one of the worst injuries that you can have the only one next to it is a torn acl yeah. so that's where that's where i get to as well it's like aaron he's about to turn 40 right he's 39, 39 right now he's 39 right now he's going to be 40 by the beginning of next season this he, he when he did that darkness retreat and everything and he was really contemplating whether he wanted to come back. And if he did want to come back, he wanted to compete. Now, this is another hurdle. He's not not injured. He's got to do rehab. He's got to go through everything just to come back and play next year. He's got to stay active so that way he gets the health insurance. But, here, yeah. but here's the other thing, too. And I'm glad you said insurance. Uh, this contract is guaranteed $75 million through two years. I don't think that he has to play those two years to get that guarantee, does he? Now, if he retires and quits, then the contract is void, right? Pretty much, I believe that's how it would work. So, like, I think no matter. So the only way if he if he quits if he quits he doesn't get he he will forfeit money. We we don't know that for a fact. But yeah, we don't know if he's actually going to do that. But But if he gets sweet deal, but if he gets cut, he gets all of it. Yeah, he took a sweet deal. I guarantee you, there's a clause that if he got because he what he's getting paid one million this year. The biggest clause that they had was that now Green Bay gets a second round pick instead of that's the Jets first. Right. That's the, I think that was the biggest clause that's in his contract. That's been released right now. And the, the, you got to understand, this happened two days ago, three days ago. Yeah. The, like, w- there's such little, also little information about what his contract is going to look like and what that is going to look like. We're also got to figure out if he even, like, we're months away from even understanding what the offseason is going to look like. Yeah. Uh, I want John brought up the the retreat he went on, and I think a big part of that is how, uh, because of how unhappy, unmotivated I think he was by the Packers front office again during his entire tenure with the Packers. They didn't draft a wide receiver in the first round ever. I don't think they did that with Brett Favre either. So of course he's going to contemplate retirement when he's not happy somewhere. Right? He's been so excited for his Jets debut and to play for that team. And I think the thing about this is he's going to be, I think he's going to be very optimistic to come back next year. And he, it's he's going to injury to come back. I know, from. but then also he's probably going to take on more of a coaching role this year with Zach Wilson. If he's still the quarterback and they don't make a move because he did show growth. I'm not acting like he's, he should have been the second overall pick because he's, he's a bust. You can label well, it. Yeah, but I just yeah. Go ahead, John. Let me let me ask you how much that he like. How do you think Aaron Rodgers would play past? Like, if say he didn't get hurt, say he was completely healthy through these next two seasons, does he retire after these next two seasons? Okay, so then for me, the question of the matter is: Is he going to go through all that rehab, like tough rehab, and then off the rehab, getting back into football shape? That's a different rehab too. And then doing all of this just to play this last season, or is he going to be like, "Hey, you know what? That's fine." This may motivate him a little bit more than you think, too. You got you got to think about like you that. also run the risk of getting injured again, too, because like. But what's what's he have to lose? Another Achilles, the same Achilles again. I permanent mean, pain or permanent damage to your leg. I don't know. Surgery, right? I mean, these are all very real possibilities. It, it, too, it depends on his mindset at this point in time. See, but uh, as, think, as it progresses. You're right, and you're, he is one of the most competitive people. Yeah, and I think that he definitely could make a comeback. I just don't know. I just don't know if you want to go through all of that as much as an Achilles entails. 
to come back. Yeah. I think that I just, I don't know if he does that, but I want him to, I know like I personally do because I want to see him with the jets. Like I want to see that happen because I think if you have that system without, I mean, Zach Wilson, I don't think is going to be the head of that system this year. I think they're going to go with, I think they're going to go find them a quarterback uh, that will not be Kaepernick. Um, I think it's going to be, I think it would have been really interesting to see how Aaron Rodgers handled that. I think he was like, as you guys said, super excited to be there. I think he was super excited to be a part of a team that was behind him. And all of that kind of got shot down Yeah, in four plays. It really did. And, and it's tough, you know, and their offensive philosophy has a system now. That defense. Yeah. And that's what I was about to say. They have a elite defense. Yeah. I've never seen Josh Allen so uncomfortable in the pocket, then also just his throwing lanes just weren't there, and that, that's why he had three picks, one fumble. He forgot how to throw the deep ball. He did, and I'll he under let's give it out so to many times. Uh, oh, jo- Jordan Whitehead, yeah. Jordan Whitehead. Oh my goodness! The game, and here's the the crazy thing: his contract for Whitehead. If he got three picks this season, you know how much money he earned? Five hundred, two hundred fifty thousand. No way! So he did that in game one. That's so fantastic. He cashed out after the game too. That's so perfect. So that is in, insane to me. Like that gives me cold chills. I mean, he was, and he's known That's as so a thumper. Good. He's a known yeah, known was, as a hard oh, hitter, but not as a playmaking. Like you know well, what I mean. And that so, was due to I mean that was Josh Allen underthrowing yeah. every single one of his interceptions were underthrown. But he did make a good play on, I think it was the third pick. He jumped that lane like it was nothing. Oh, yeah, nothing. he did. You're right. That is that one. But still. But I think Zach Wilson, If I think they're often, like I was saying, offensive philosophy is going to change. Nathaniel Hackett's going to really urge them to run the ball. Mm-hmm. When you have Brett, Zach Hall, Wilson's a tertiary quarterback. Yeah. And like maybe you can get by right now. They'll probably sign Carson Wentz. That thing, He's the one available quarterback that it's stands the one that makes out. makes sense. You have a few that are available, though. Yeah, Jacoby G- Brissett. Uh, Jacoby Brissett. Um, uh, uh, Davis Mills. Davis Houston. Mills. You can also go. Somebody said Cam Newton. Um, I don't believe that, but still available though. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, people have been. I brought up Kaepernick because people, yeah. his agents reached out, but then I think Bleacher Report reported that. Uh, somebody in the front office said, "Yeah, no, we're not doing yeah. that." Yeah, ben, um, ben DiNucci. Uh, yeah, Ben DiNucci got in the talks. He's up there in Denver right now, backing up uh, Russell Wilson. There's a lot of options, uh, and I like Ben DiNucci, and that is a definite ba- Dallas bias. Yeah, but if you watched him in his debut when um, that was back when Dak Prescott got injured, he had that broken leg, and Dallas didn't know what to do, and they tried to use. Ben DiNucci, their third-string quarterback, because Cooper Rush got hurt as yep. well. It, that was a tough Dallas That was time. a tough year. Um, but it, it, Ben DiNucci's first game didn't play outstanding. I'm not going to sit up here and say that he won the game or anything like that. But he didn't do horrible. Yeah. Like, he was able to lead the Cowboys. He's a good backup. He's a good backup. He, third he, string, second string, whatever yeah, you want to label. He led the team down the field. Um, probably third string, but. Probably third string for, I mean, he might need another year or two um, to become like a Cooper Rush. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and here's another name. They also somebody also also said um, Cooper Rush. Yeah, to go after Cooper, and it makes sense. Yeah. for everybody but Dallas. Yeah. Um, and here's the thing: Cooper has been QB two for Dallas for oh. a long time. Don't forget they have Trey Lance now. I believe Cooper Rush was also a backup to Tony Romo at one point. 
May have been. I don't think, I think he, he might was. have been third string back then. Huh. But Tony Romo, I think, and Cooper Rush were on the same roster at some time. And that's how long he's been with the Cowboys. Yeah. And Jerry Jones, I think he said on 105, 105.3 The Fan, which is the Dallas Cowboys radio station. And he was like, yeah, it doesn't really make much sense for uh, us to do that. That's QB2. Yeah. Like, Trey Lance will probably take over the reins of QB2 shortly, it, though. Once he true. learns the system. Oh, yeah. I think so, too. Well. I could see it. I don't know. So we're still talking about number I mean, three overall pick at some, one point. Here's the thing about the Cowboys organization. It is very like uh, like a good boy system. Yeah. And so like Dak Prescott's Dak Prescott. You pay him $40 million, Yeah, he's going to be your starter. Yeah. Cooper Rush, Jerry Jones loves his loyalty, you know, and that plays a factor with Jerry Jones. So um, I think Trey Lance is the... I don't think Cooper Rush wants to be in the league much longer. I think that's where we are yeah. on a Dallas Cowboys right, right now. Real quick, last quarterback I have in mind. Patriots designated two of their quarterbacks to the practice squad. They only have one active quarterback on the roster unless things have changed. Bailey Zapp. Bailey Zappy, Former Ooh. Western Kentucky quarterback who yeah. showcased some ability last year. He, if they were able to sign him off the Patriots practice squad, with the Jets? no, it was it was a live action game. Was it? Yeah. I mean, I know another former Patriot who they could sign off. Oh my gosh, McCoy? get out of here, Tom Brady. It would be the funniest thing if they. It, okay, it, actually, it would be funny. It's been floated, but around, then though. it would only be funny for everybody but Aaron Rodgers. So he'd be like, "Wow." Yeah. He'd be like, "This is like the worst thing that could happen." <laughs> so I so I pulled up the contract thing for Aaron Rodgers, and this is it's pretty interesting. So the Jets acquired Rodgers in trade back in April. With the trade, they inherited a contract that included $59.4 million guarantee in salary and a bonus for the 2023 season. The deal included a $58.3 million bonus due no later than week one of 2023. But Rodgers did work with the Jets to restructure his contract. Pay cut. They agreed to a revised contract with the Jets that was worth $112.5 million for three years. $75 million of the contract is guaranteed. Rodgers has a $35 million bonus paid in 2023 and his 2023 and 2024 base salaries. There's also an option for a 35 million bonus in 2024 and 2025. Now Rogers is due $1.8 million in base this year and 3.16. So what I'm reading right here is that if I'm not mistaken, Rogers has already been paid his $35 million bonus and got his in. Yeah. Cause the signing bonus, exactly. you get it immediately. So even if he decided to retire tomorrow, he collects $35 million and maybe just not all the $1.8 million. Yeah. Correct. So his restructuring to help the Jets, if he retired, could cost the Jets $35 million. For so four, four, four plays. And that's something to think about moving into next season. And that's, where, that's where, yeah. And that's where I'm at is just like, I don't know if Aaron Rodgers, he has over 200 million. He's worth over 200 million, $300 million. Like I really just is, don't want to see him go out like this. Man, yeah, that breaks is, my heart. Money yeah. is not a thing for him. And he's a very philosophical person. So yeah. whatever he wants to do, he's going to want to do, but uh, let's move on to our team. Uh, which one do y'all want to start? Cause I don't think, well, well, I let mean, me just Jeff's get the mine out. Jeff's the, only one that's prob- Jeff's the only one that's probably happy. We can make ours quick Christian. Yeah. So looking at week one, <laughs> I, I really did think this was a different Steelers team coming in the season, but Looking offensively, Matt Canada, offensive coordinator for Pittsburgh, just he is trash. It's the same things over year. The offense has looked the same week in and week out for the past three seasons. He's been on the team. What happened? He was so he was at Iowa State. That's what happened. It's just he's (laughs) that was he's so predictable. He is predictable as a play caller. Yeah, and even 
The 49ers, Trent Williams came out and said, we kind of wanted Pittsburgh to get a couple more first downs because we were getting tired on offense. You know how pathetic that is to hear an opponent? The front office should be taking notes and be like, why did we retain him? Why did Mike Tomlin retain him? That's all on Tomlin. I love love me some Mike T. But when it comes to hiring play callers on the offensive side, it's just... It's atrocious. I feel like. Go ahead, John. I'll yeah. let you go. I know you. I know you saw this stat too. Uh, I know you saw this stat too. Points. No, they didn't. Uh, the Steelers didn't get their first first down until like what eight minutes left in the second quarter or yeah. something, or three minutes left in the second quarter or something Ooh, like that. More than for likely. real. And I didn't get a chance was, to watch this game. It was like they didn't. They could not get it. They couldn't get a first down. Yikes! You know, part of my philosophy with the Steelers, they should be a hard nose running team. You know how many rushes they had. How many like how I many had, attempts? Um, attempts total. Attempts to ten. They had ten. Really? They had ten. I said a really low number. Kenny Pickett threw forty six times. You know, I think I had. Snow. If you want to win that game, you cannot just rely on Kenny Pickett's arm. He's grown. He's but not he's developed not, he's, for. He's not developed fully. For a full game. Yeah. No. no. He's not developed to lead you. Just Patrick Mahomes by himself. Maybe especially against the 49ers defense. Yeah. He, he can he pick it sacked five times, and this is all goes back to the play calling, in my opinion. But also, again, 49ers have one of the most complete teams in the NFL. I would not be surprised if they make it to the Super Bowl this year. 49ers, yes, yeah. like they, they have the good. Eagles in their way, but I think it's going to come down to those two teams again. Um, but also, Mike Shanahan, head coach for the 49ers, pointed out this is a good Steelers football team, don't let this week one define you, and I think. That's the problem with a lot of media outlets, not just the Steelers. They're taking too many things. They're they're looking into too many things. Yeah. Like look at the Giants first. I think they'll have a good year still. I mean, it's I mean, it's week one. That's you can't too, take like, too much into it. That's what's so hard about it. Yeah, it's week one, and I think somebody else made a good point about this. I don't remember who it was, but I mean, some of these players and we're. we're John, I'll lead you into your Titans. I'm sorry, but um, yeah, we, we're done we, talking about mediocre Mike Tomlin. Well, but we can. But I want like, to touch on a couple you're, you're, more things after okay. Jeff finishes. Oh, Jeff, yeah. All I was gonna say was that um, this week one, a lot of these team, a lot of these teams have players that have not played in any preseason games, and that can be a problem. Who like can pick it? Steelers played. Kenny Pickett didn't play. Did he not play yeah, in any he preseason? Played in all he played in everything. Steelers, <laughs> no, make, was Steelers talk, oh, make it a point to play all their starters throughout right. the preseason. But I mean, I'm just that. I'm just talking more about the out. talking more about the point of judging Week One. Exactly. Right. Um, because D Hop is where I was going with the Titans. D Hop did not play any preseason games. Tannehill yeah. didn't either. Tannehill didn't. Either. Tannehill, you could tell he didn't play any preseason. Tannehill games. looked like he hadn't played an NFL game. Yeah. Tannehill looked Let's like he was still trying no, to play I, college ball. We can take, we're taking some but shots. Before, we can move into that. Before we get on to Tennessee Titans, continue on with your other points. I just want to bring up a couple other points. Cam Hayward out eight weeks for the Steelers. Oh, my god! Captain of the team. I get J.J. Watt in there. I have a little J.J. TJ. Yeah, I wish. But Jersey Jerry, eight, eight out weeks with a groin injury, so that's going to kill that is defense. Is J.J. Watt not on your team anymore? TJ That's the point I was about to bring up. You know how many sacks TJ had? <laughs> he had three. Like five, right? He had three sacks. Oh. Oh, I'm just guessing these numbers. That's, and that's the, the second one I've gotten. I'm sorry. That's the biggest takeaway. He's back. He can't get hurt this year. I, I like TJ uh, Watt I should have said lot. that. I should, I yeah, shouldn't even put that in Come on, man. Um, 
but he's back in business. One of the most premier pass rushers in the league. I think yeah. it's him, Micah, Miles Garrett, you know, <laughs> Jeffrey Simmons, interior. Big, Je- yeah, interior. Jeff's, when you're looking at Big rushers, Jeff's. So. Do you, would you say Jeff's better than Aaron Donald at this point? Who? Big Jeff. I think he might be as good, if not better, than Aaron Donald. I just think he's. Oh, okay. Slow your roll there. Aaron Donald didn't look great. In a 30 to 13 win, did you not see his play? I mean, some of the look- film looked. I'll say this: Jeff has the upside because his potential as a young player. He got paid too, but um, I don't think he's. They're probably on the same tier, but Aaron Donald's the best. Harold Landry's back. Harold Landry's back too, and man, he is going to be a problem. He's nice too, Boston College product. But let's go back to Ryan yeah, Tannehill we real quick. I'm so excited let's to talk about talking this. about the future nine and eight Steelers. Which <laughs> no, no, we are nine and nine Steelers because we play 18. I expect a little bit more this year. I mean, you know, he's going to get a winning record. It's going to be right above winning. Yeah. It's just annoying too. At the same time, would you get rid of Mike? Tomlin we need to win quick? those big games. I wouldn't, you wouldn't, you know, he's consistent. At least we're staying competitive. I want to compete in those big time games. So and yeah, that's like where we need to show growth. The uh, super dump Mercedes. Ben- no, it's not even the Mercedes Benz stone anymore. It's it just Caesar comes down stone. to play calling offensive side of the ball. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the same thing with the Titans, but their quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, probably one of the worst games of his career. 16 for 34, zero touchdowns, three it, picks, no, it was three the worst sacks. Game. He had a 23. I think it was like a 27% passer rating or something like that. Yeah. It was, it was the literally the worst game on, of his on career. Bleacher Report. He has the poop emoji next to his name. <laughs> Golly. So Jeez, that Bleacher just says Report. it all. Just letting it fly. Taking down good, honest family men. Like <laughs> Ryan Tannehill. And he's going to be honest with himself. That was a horrible game. No, it was, it's also impressive that they're, they were even competitive and in that game, to say the least, they didn't do. Yeah, let's not act like the Saints did incredible. No, no. So their car had a great game, though. The over for that game was uh, the over and under for that game was forty-one and a quarter. Wow, I lost. <laughs> Are you kidding me? With all the offensive talent, with Dehob and everybody else out on that freaking field, so let's. You think you think twenty plus? You points. think each team would put up twenty something points? Now look. I don't know where Todd Downing was on Sunday, but there's a couple of us who are possibly convinced that Tim Kelly is just Todd Downing in a mask. Um, that was some terrible play calling. Um, they didn't use Derek. Derek Henry had 15 carries. They didn't use you can him. Have that. 40, and they weren't designed well carries either. He, he was not involved in the second half. Uh, Tannehill was trying to throw these sideline passes that kept getting undercut. Um, they He's could, another quarterback that was underthrowing everybody. Yeah, you had drop passes. Uh, no, I mean, Josh Allen didn't look good. Like Josh Allen looked very bad too. Like that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So again, Saints defense and Jets defense—they're elite, though, in my opinion. Yeah. I think that the Titans defense is yeah, good. And, and the Cowboys yeah. defense, and of course, that's yeah. what will keep the Titans in these games. And like, defense, let's be honest, their Titans that scoop and score that Kevin Byard had. That was a fumble. There are, that was a fumble that should have been called a fumble. Yeah. They called it a fumble in the Jacksonville game last year. I don't know what these refs were doing. They were terrible on a lot of things. Not calling any false starts this year. No, yeah. That's like you're seeing it's blatant false starts. Obvious and um, ugly, to say the least. Yeah, bad. Um, but Tennessee does that. Uh, Tennessee also, one of the decisions to uh, kick the field goal uh, and be, still be down two, uh, with I think giving them three minutes left on the clock, you, you that you're you're complete. Like I know your defense was playing really really well and you had been stopping them, but I, I don't like 
for me, I don't like those odds. I, you go for it and try to get the touchdown. And then if you have to stop them with two minutes left or a minute 45 left with all three timeouts, then go get, for you, it. get your three and out there. Don't try to get your three and out with three timeouts left or with three minutes left and three timeouts left. Because it, the difference between 350 or four minutes and then the two minutes or a minute 40 it's kind of irrelevant because 40 seconds runs off the play clock each time when they get that done, unless you yeah. burn all your time out. So it was kind of irrelevant there. The Titans just didn't want to go for it. That There was a lot of questionable decisions going on in that game, aligned with bad play by Ryan Tannehill. Uh, he had some receivers drop and stuff, not getting separation. Um, I think they're going to have to get Derrick Henry involved. Tajay Spears, there were some good things. They need to get Spears and Henry involved. Spears had three. Rushes for 27 yards. He, did, he had some good stuff. He had some really good stuff. He's quick. He's a perfect secondary back for that team. Exactly. They need to take advantage of both. He's rushes. the Pacheco of that team, but more stocky. I, yeah, I'd say he's better than Pacheco in a lot of different ways. So the Titans, I mean, they're, they're going to have to get it together. I'm not... Look, it's week It's week one. You saw some of the best exactly. teams go down. You saw the Chiefs go down. The Bills go down. The Minnesota Vikings lost to Tampa Bay. Uh, Joe, Joe Burrow. Baker Mayfield. Yeah, Joe. where was Joe Burrow? Dude, what happened to Joey B? He signed that contract, and he was like, okay, I'm done. He didn't I don't play, have to play anymore, play, right? He didn't play the last quarter. Like quarter. At least Justin Fields had right, the, well, uh, audacity. the courage <laughs> to go up. Had the dignity to get out on that field. I'm, I'm surprised that Joe Burrow... And I'm surprised Cincinnati played that bad. T. Higgins put up a big old donut Dude, for Jeff. Somehow I won. <laughs> I won fantasy. I won my fantasy game, and T. Higgins got zero points for me. That's incredible. And the only saving grace was Tony Pollard as my running back. And who? I'm trying to think. Oh, Joe Burrow was the quarterback I was going up against. Oh, that's and nice. So I think he put three points on the board. <clears throat> I mean, there was a again. Week one does not so, define these teams. No, it does teams. not. Now, who does it does? It does define the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys are winning the Super Bowl this year. Oh, I was I'm kidding. Oh gosh, I'm kidding. I'm I knew kidding. it was sarcasm right when you said that, but that I started no- sweating a little bit. I was like, <laughs> I made don't actually, jinx them. I made a notes app for my. Um, They're definitely going to be better with thoughts. Tony Pollard being the lead back. All yeah. the focus on him so, making plays. So Dallas won against the Giants Sunday Night Football, forty to zero. Dallas looked incredible. Um, Dallas, incredible. Dallas defense looked incredible. Dallas offense. Oh, I can't wait for a minute. Dallas offense struggled a lot. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't want to say struggled a lot. That's Dak not fair. Struggled. Dak struggled a lot. I lost my bet that night, and I placed a yeah, very small bet. A lot of bets. All I did, all I did, was post anytime score Tony Pollard, anytime score CD Lamb. Okay. Simple, sweet. Two of Dallas's oh, biggest, can... two of Dallas's biggest weapons, two of their biggest scores. You combined it. Yeah, okay. put it in the same game parlay. Ten bucks won me fifty. I was Simple. like, I'm happy with that. That's a cool little. Yeah, I felt super confident about it because I also thought that this was this was going to be a close game, high scoring uh, game. Did, yeah. Didn't that hit? No. CD didn't. CD. The one opportunity that CD Lamb had in the end zone was oh that it was like a pass. little post route or a slant route. CD Lamb on the right side goes over his head by about. 
a step or two. Was that was that in the red zone? That was in the well, the, yeah. The so, Cowboys yeah. were in the, in the, the way, red zone. The way you're going to get a CD Lamb touchdown, and you're probably familiar with this too, is like it's got to be like 35 yards, 35 <laughs> yards or more out. I think for true. the most part, I mean, like him getting open in the red zone, like he within needs 20 space. yards, he needs space to move. Yeah, he's got to have space to get out because they're just going to double team him throughout the end zone yeah. either way. I think he was double teamed, but he was able to split it. But it was a hundred percent. Dak overthrew it, not C.D. Lamb's fault. But honestly, my notes for that game were defense just looked great. Micah Parsons in particular is just fast, brutal, and I don't think, I think a lot of defensive lines are going to struggle with how fast he really is. He came out and said he wanted to be a running back when he was a kid, but they forced him into He's fast enough to be a running back, in my opinion. Demarcus Lawrence, our big defensive end, he... Looked incredible. He was able to basically do whatever he wanted to uh, the Giants. Um, Just pointing this out, Micah didn't have as many sacks as TJ this week. That's true. That is true. Uh, don't worry, Micah's going to be the best defensive still player. Pl- there was still plenty in of the sacks. world soon. Soon enough, seven sacks. Yeah, I for mean. Daniel Jones. That's just and tough. the Giants again. I I think the Giants will be a good team this I year. I think so too. I think that they had to get a lot of corks out of the system yeah. this week, and that's I mean. But here's the also the other thing, um, you getting shut out week one. Okay, you can blame your offense. You can hype up the opposing defense. Um, getting blown out forty to zero. That's a problem. Like so, as much as you can say it's just week one, you also have some work you got to do as far as your defense goes. Their defensive line looked weak. It didn't look slow necessarily. It didn't look like they weren't tall enough or big enough. They just didn't look strong enough. I don't understand when you look at the stats. Dak, 143 passing yards, oh, zero yeah. touchdowns, zero picks. Then really, they only they only had barely over 100 rushing yards. Yeah. It, you would not think this game got out of hand like no. that. They're deep. I don't think the Giants' it, defense played it's, bad. It's because of the Dallas Cowboys' defense, defense and our special teams <laughs> who got a blocked field goal, run back for a touchdown, okay. and then the three interceptions that the Cowboys had. Two, um, two. Excuse me. You're right. Still seven sacks. My seven gosh. sacks. I mean, th- that's how it got out of hand. Yeah. Our defense was able to just put it in the red zone almost every time. You couldn't start a game better. That's no yeah. matter what. Yeah, you couldn't start a season better on that one. <laughs> Jerry Jones was very happy. Yeah. He made some money on that yeah. one. Let's let's call a spade a spade. Uh, pretzel, pretzel. Uh, I'm going to go over part. We'll, we'll, we'll go over John's NFL Week 1 thoughts and things to remember my iPhone notes app that I came out. We'll do that here in a minute. It's but- just sentences that's ripping <laughs> the Cowboys is what I feel like <laughs> no, it's no, about no. to be. It, it, it's not. Cowboys didn't do this right. <laughs> no, no, Cowboys no. didn't do this right. Um, the Giants are really, really bad, dude. They are very bad. You you guys are going to eat, admit it, you're gonna eat your words, though. I'm telling you, they're going to be a good football they're gonna team. They're going to have good games. Yeah. I, sneak into the playoffs. They're going to have... Probably. The, well, okay. Of course, the NFC is kind of weak at the same time. I think, first NFC, of all... NFC East? I think the... NFC in general. I think the NFC East is going to be decided between the Cowboys and the Eagles. The NFC Beast? Yeah, probably. Honestly, it is probably going to be the most competitive... Um, Who's in the East? Though? It's Cowboys, mm. the Eagles, dude. It's Commanders. Do what? Commanders in the East? Yeah, yeah. Commanders. I don't think <laughs> the Commanders and Giants are. Dude, it was twenty to seventeen against the Cardinals in the Commanders. Which game. I was sweating on that one. That was wild. Wasn't I it? couldn't believe it. I, I thought I was like, Cardinals Air, were going to get blown Air, out. Air Dobbs is about to actually like ruin their chance to get He's Caleb a Great Williams. quarterback. Yeah. No. He, 
for what they pay Dobbs, he, I loved him with the Steelers. Loved him. He was a Dobbs great is their backup. starting QB. Yeah, yes. the Titans didn't want to resign. They didn't yeah. want to. Why did I not hear about this? Yes. He was one of my favorite Tennessee quarterbacks. I don't like Class Tennessee. Act. I don't like Tennessee, but he's I like an Dobbs. aerospace engineer. Yeah. He did internships he's with a NASA. Whiz, he's a whiz kid throwing spirals. He knows, he <laughs> like, knows what? launch angles, and he knows like the. Projectory. You guys remember remember that commercial where it's like the janitor shooting basketball in the gym, but he turns out he's an engineer and like he goes home and puts like a full it's like good full equation yeah. together. Yeah, just, and he comes back and he finds a way to make a shot every single time. And it's just <laughs> physics, man. I mean, but um, I don't think they you guys have the most competitive division. Just throwing that out there. I think. I think. I think the race between the, the Eagles and the Cowboys are going to make it the most competitive. I think also I think Washington so could get into the mix. I think I think I would like to see Washington get into the mix just because they haven't been competitive, and I do miss that Dallas Cowboys Redskins rival. Or I'm sorry, Commanders rival. I thought they would, but I'm kind of concerned after only a three point win against Arizona. It's. It's a tough look, but then yeah. again, we, I mean, it's so weird because it's week one, and I feel like yeah. every time we talk about a team, we go right back to the saying of, it's week one, so we, we you know, it's like, we like to say this is what they're going to be, but we don't know. We don't know. Um, next week, I know Cowboys are playing the Giants, and that's going to be a huge testament to see which defense shows up. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, Jets, not Giants. We, you know, we just destroyed those those guys. That should be really interesting, um, actually. I think that might be one of the biggest games to watch. Pick the under. I'm telling yeah. you right now. I think so, too. Definitely pick the under. Very excited to see who's going to be at quarterback. I think this quickly yeah. it's going to be, uh, it to be I think Zach, Zach Wilson. I think. But I do think by Thursday we're going to figure out whether or not the Jets are going to pick somebody up or yeah. uh, keep Wilson in. And that'll be interesting. Yeah. And that's what I'm excited for, actually. Because yeah, I think be they'll go pick somebody up. The only choice I see, or the only one that you and I think makes sense is Carson Brady. Wentz. Yeah. Carson Wentz. Tom, Tom Brady. Oh, what my. if it happened? Colin Kaepernick's name. What oh, if the Tom Brady situation happened? Man, that'd be wild. Um, no, that would be hilarious if Tom showed up and then made the funniest meme on the internet, which is already circulating, which is him in a uh, Jets uniform. But uh, moving on, I, I just wanted to say here, here are my week one thoughts, and most of these are gambling thoughts. Uh, just thought that based off what I lost. Uh, <laughs> the, the Bears... They should be ashamed of themselves. Why would you to... ever bet on the Bears? Dude, well, hold on. on the no, no, no. I bet the Bears team total over 21 and a half. And what the Bears did was despicable. Down 20, down 18 or down 19 with a minute 45 left. Or no, it was like 45 seconds left. Going for two. Just, just kick the thing. You can get your two points later if you want to do that. Like they literally thought they were going to be able to score two and a half touchdowns in uh, a minute and a half. Kick the field goal. And anyway, whatever. They were going to go for two. False start. Moves them back to the seven. All right. They're definitely going to kick the field goal right now to get my over in team total, which would get my plus 950 parlay. Yeah. Ooh, let's go for it, guys. Let's practice. He had the under on the team total. Bears coach is throwing shaven points. Justin Fields is in on it, too. Um, I will never trust the Bears in my life ever again. So don't bet on the Bears. Don't no, ever bet on the Bears. Do not bet on the Bears. Unless it's a Justin Fields rushing touchdown. Right. Anyway, week Which, one. Week how one, often are we going to see it? NFL week one thoughts and things to remember. Maybe we make this a recurring segment. Uh, the Bears are bad. Yep. The Giants are really bad. Geno Smith might, in fact, be a fraudulent quarterback, despite Christian's best efforts to convince me otherwise. Even though he was the most accurate quarterback last year and, of course, fifth Ranked fifth in fantasy football points. But okay, yeah. One game. Keep going. Fraudulent. Uh, 
do don't let the Cowboys fool you. The Giants are in fact really, really bad. This does and this gives a secondary on that. This does not mean to bet the Cowboys team total overs. The Giants are really, really bad. And this is where I'm at on this. And no offense to you, Jeff, but you probably agree with this as well. This is what the Cowboys will do. They will give people a lot of very big hope at the beginning of the season or at some point during the season that the Cowboys are playing good. They're putting they're up back. points. Oh, yeah. They're back. They're this. And then they just, like, everyone bets on them. Or and everyone then we lose three games in a row. Three games in a row. Crap. Someone gets hurt. This, that, that, and the other. So I'm, I'm, and then I'm, somehow we still go eight and eight. And then, yeah. <laughs> I'm making a mental note, John. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'll probably do it. Um, the Titans might get Caleb Williams next year with the way they played in game one. Fact: uh, If the Titans play like they did in those games, they're not going to win no, a game this won't. year. John. Um, uh, John. This one might be a little. That's so unrealistic. This one might be a little bit mean. Um, J.K. Dobbins is done. Um, he's done. J.K. Dobbins is absolutely not done. done. Done might be the guy with glass bones, and paper skin, from SpongeBob. It's kind of mean. So that is kind of mean. Let's move on. Uh, Dana Jones is in fact bad. That it's, is. Oh my gosh. That's what I had um, that was the most repetitive. I, I was mad at the Giants and the Bears for the most part on Sunday because you lost. You know money who else was mad at the Giants? Who? Their whole organization and their city. Yeah. That's who they disappointed. 40 to 0. My favorite video is the guy storming out of MetLife and he slams his uh, Giants jersey into the stairs and storms off. I was like, wow. So, we yeah. did it, Cowboys. NFL, we did it, Cowboys country. NFL week one, very weird, very odd. Uh, real quick, do you want to touch on our fantasy? Changes, keeps, uh, how we did. Um, uh, Christian and I are both 0 1. Jeff is 1 0. 1 0. Um, I took down Knox, our uh, colleague Knox, on this past weekend. Uh, my team did pretty decent. The only disappointment I had was that T. Higgins outcome with him getting zero. I am going to keep him in, though, because I think Cincinnati's on the up for this week. Um, they're playing against Baltimore. I think they're going to try to use Higgins a little bit more. I did have... Um, actually, at all this time. I, I lost to our colleague Kyle King. I sat Brandon Ayuk. On, well, I didn't sit him. I drafted him, and he was a bench player for me originally. Uh, Brandon Ayuk on the bench scored 32.9 points. Which I told you he was the best wide receiver on your team. I don't know if you told me that before. I, I literally told you right when you showed me. You didn't say he was the best on the team. You said that he was better than some of my other. I said he was better than your wide receiver one and two. You I think also... he's better than DK? Yes. Ooh. I yeah. think DK, you have to keep DK in there, though. That's the case. Yeah, it's wide receiver two. So okay, right now here and look, I, we are playing each other this week. So you're not obviously not going to give me any uh, no. props or benefits uh, or any uh, pointers. Uh, but I got Brandon Ayuk in there in the flex right now. I can uh, very much assure you that this is probably a bad idea because after off a giant week like that, uh, they're they're going to just double team the crap out of it. Oh, probably not. They have Debo still. And that's the beauty of it, John. I have Debo, so let's let's go head to head. Debo versus Brandon. See, unless see that's let's do it. That's what I'm saying Debo, right now. Debo, <laughs> De, that's what I'm saying. Debo probably gets more attention this game because Brandon Ayuk is going to be so covered after scoring 32 points and all this next week. So where I'm going to make a decision right now is to keep Brandon Ayuk in the flex that I just put him in there. Maybe switch him out with Mari Cooper. Uh, I could put Cooks in there. I could put uh, Zay Flowers in there. Who I just you should up. put Cooks in there. How many points did he get you? I don't not many. I feel like he was all over the place. Uh, he had nine. Oh, I mean, that's still good pretty enough. good. My uh, flex got eight. My flex got nine point eight. I have um, I have an Ingram in there. Yeah. right now, which I like. I also forgot to mention. 
I switched my quarterback out. I had Kirk Cousins starting, and now I have Justin Herbert for this week. I had Zay Flowers. Uh, I, I just picked up Zay Flowers. Curtis, he inadvertently dropped him, actually. Too. I talked to Curtis about that. He said he didn't mean to drop him. He was like, yeah, I just Are didn't. Are you going to give him back? No. He said he, he was no. He was like, yeah. Uh, that's just the commissioner that we have, everybody. Well, you on, heard it on. here first, ladies and gentlemen. John Glass, commissioner, yeah. fantasy football league. Let me say this: a friendly office fantasy league. Yeah. Kurt, Curtis was like, he was like, oh, I didn't even realize I dropped. He wasn't concerned or anything. He was like, oh, I didn't even realize I dropped him. He was like, oh, whatever, uh, because his roster is completely jacked. No, Curtis's his starting lineup. I don't think his depth's not really that special. Well, now my depth is really good. <laughs> Okay. I got Pacheco on the bench. I, I, I'm looking at Curtis's team right now. He's got Jalen Hurts at quarterback, Saquon Barkley. Um, Saquon didn't do great. Ramondre Stevenson at running back. Stevenson's uh, nice. Jeff Jefferson at wide receiver. Uh, da, da, da. Amon Ross, St. Brown. At, See, his starting lineup's goaded. Yeah, his starting lineup is actually go his depth. Pretty, pretty nice. Darren Waller. That's, his depth, Curtis's. He's got wide receiver Tyler Lockett. On the bench, I don't hate that. That's a 13-pointer for you. Um, tailback, Rashad White. Uh, George Pickens. And, ooh, this name is David Njoku. Yeah, tied in for um, Browns. Yeah, Dak Prescott at quarterback on the bench, which Oof. I would honestly, well, wait and see what week two looks like. But Jalen I wouldn't Hurts, start him week two. Yeah, probably not week two. That's a strong defense coming up. And then he does have another running back out of uh, Joshua Kelly. Okay. So I mean, he does. It's not have, the worst bench. He does get, have. He has some good players yeah. on his bench line. Um, he probably wish he didn't have David Njoku though. Yeah. So I got two in my waiver wire pickups. I had two top ten running backs from week one. Did you? Tyler Alglier, Atlanta, two touchdowns, seventy-five yards. Then also, Rams, Kyron Williams. Uh, two touchdowns as well last year. Seventh best running back last week. I feel like the, uh, the Algi, Al, how do you say it? Algier? Algier. Algier. I feel like that's going to be, uh, like a, he had a great game. And They're I not going to trust Desmond Ritter. Let's be honest. They got Bijan, right? Yeah, I'm talking true. about quarterback play. They're not going to trust Desmond Ritter. So they're doing a two-back system with Bijan than Tyler. Tyler actually had more carries than also more yardage than Bijan. They both scored their only three touchdowns of the night, though. So they're both going to be heavily involved. Tyler actually broke their all-time season rushing record for a rookie. So something to keep an eye on. Underrated pickup in my mind. We'll see if it actually pans out. Probably won't. Yeah. All right, so that is this week. Me and Christian play each other. Uh, Christian is going to lose. Oh, you guys play each other this week? Yeah. I did not know that. I can't wait to... Make John cry this just is, like he did about his Tennessee Vols. This is the big one. This is this is now we are starting Vols by a billion this week against the Gators. The competitiveness of your week, your sports. All right, let's get out of here for Christian Brown for Jeff Matthews. I'm John Glass. Peace.